money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Well, that's good because this is the show where you, Reb, and me, Dave, talk money. Uh, And if you haven't heard the show before, welcome. We always love new listeners and new people coming in. So feel free to comment if you are listening online anywhere. We don't ever get any comments. We don't. I I shouldn't say that. We get lots of comments. Okay, that's true. No written comments. No written comments. Um, If you want to write a comment, info at morethanenough.ca. Info at morethanenough. Or go to our website, morethanenough.ca. Send me a comment. We get comments through chri.ca. We've gotten comments from listeners who said... I'm not being fair. So, um, but of course, we do like... I like words. Words of encouragement is one of my love languages. So, just throwing that out there. You all know I like Starbucks chapters. And now you know words of encouragement are a thing for me. Written down. So speaking of words, uh, (laughs) there are lots of words archived on morethanenough.ca or, uh, again, whatever podcasting I've got some good blogs on there, too. Yeah, you've got, you're the words lady. I am. It's my job. So so welcome to the show today. We have some crazy, a crazy idea, thought, maybe not so crazy. It's not because uh, people have been talking about this for a while. And lots, I would say even longer, but it, it certainly has come to light. We're going to, we're just, we are going to be talking about the change in how we spend money on like right down to should, will the environment or will the, the, I was going to say Canadian, but that's maybe not North no, American, North American economy go cashless sooner than later, or will we still have cash? And what are the implications of that? And how does that play out just right down to our own family and how we manage? Um, right. So, so what got me on this was mm-hmm. we were at a financial fitness seminar. We were teaching and one of the tools we use and encourage people uh, because we're so disconnected with our money, mm-hmm. we encourage people to get connected with your money. Nice. How do you do that? Well, you actually touch the cash and you put it in envelopes and it's a known way to uh, it's get actually a hold a of your psychological sp- slash biological way that our brains actually well, work. Right. Yes. But we're not going to go there today. Nope. But but what so we're teaching about it and I'm like all of a sudden thinking, well, if we if some places now because of covid uh, and spreading of germs don't take cash and some places have not been people have not been able to pay in cash. Um, what do we do and how do we get connected with our money so that how do we get connected if we go cashless? Mm -hmm. So that's actually what started this. And then I went and found this really great article, which I am going to um, make sure is in the show notes for today's show. Um, It's uh, written uh, by a writer, Meredith McLeod at CTV. And uh, it ran at the beginning of June. And it's a really great, it's long, but it's a great article on what economists are thinking 
and financial folks and everyday people are thinking about cash in Canada. So that's where it came from. But we always start with a verse and mm-hmm. we're going to start with a verse that those of you who've listened to us for a while and are regulars with us um, will know. Our theme verse for our Unleashed coaching workshops um, is Romans 1, 12, 12 verses 1 and 2. I feel like all the heat has drained, sucked the <laughs> brains from my head. Anyway, uh, Romans 12 verses 1 and 2. And I'm reading from the King James Version, New King James, because that's what I have in front of me. Um, but you can go look it up in any translation you like. I beseech you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world. I love another translation to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you would be able to prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. We always say, well, I don't know what God's will is for my life. Well, one of the key verses is not being conformed to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by renewing your mind. And one of the ways we want to, we do that at more than enough and in our coaching workshops is by being in the, in the word of God and learning what the biblical principles around money are and, and shifting our thinking because we are bombarded every day by all thousands of images telling us to spend money that we don't have. Well, and, and let's put that in the context of the conversation today. The messaging is really saying, this is the world's way of handling money. This is the world's way. Again, the pattern of the world when we're talking about money is whatever it is. Right now, it's certainly, right. and you've yeah. said before, we're in a debt culture right. and it, our go-to is debt. So and we're in a consumerism culture, yes. which means, oh, okay. So the messaging that I get all the time is, is that I, I, I have to consume this stuff, whatever the stuff is, right? So these are the, the some of the, the grander theme messages that, that we live in here in North America. And, and, you know, what this verse is really talking about is saying, well, first of all, we need to recognize some of those grander themes. We live in a culture that is based on debt. If, if you don't do anything, if you swim, in a sense, just stop moving. If you think of a, a river with a current, you stop moving and you're just going to flow with the current, right? You, that's just the, the way that you don't conform to the current is you swim against it. You have to have an intentional action that moves you against the current. And that, so our, our, we live in a culture where, where debt is the current. That's, that's kind of the way it goes, right? And we live in a culture where consumerism is the current, where it's like every message that we get, we know we've, we've actually accepted, you know, the built-in obsolescence. I'm going to buy a computer and it's going to last three and a half years and that's it. Yes. The, the, and we're going, wait a minute, can we not build a computer that would last a little longer? Or, you know, like, yes, we can. But the point is, is our culture and the current that we live in is built around consumerism, which means so we need to consume it. If we're not going against the current, we're going to be led astray or led with the current. We know that if you don't go against sure. the current, you're going to be led. Just, so so this, that's what that verse is talking about. And that's what we're always encouraging people to do. How, how do how, I mean, there's so much we could, we talk about money all the time. So there's a million things we could say around this topic. 
but we want to try and stay focused. So the so, current is, and, and, and again, when we look at cash or cashless, you know, again, the current environment that we're in is moving us towards that that cashless that become, uh, you know, you're managing plastic. Uh, and, and again, this is, these Even are tools. Even plastic cash. Yeah. The, Isn't the, the new the cash tools, plastic? Well, it is, right? You know, I know, because so, so now they can say that even in the COVID climate, when people are taking mm-hmm. uh, cash, they just wash it. Sure. Because you can wash the money. Yeah, and then it's clean, <laughs> as opposed to dirty money. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to try and stay focused on the cash versus cashless because even if we're going to plastic, so even if you are using your credit cards more in this season, right? I, I'm buying way more online mm-hmm. um, and I just told Dave I spent money on knitting yarn. So just throwing it out there. I guess I'm telling you in front of everybody. So, you know, you know. That plan what you spend, <laughs> spend what you plan. Hashtag Daveism. <laughs> yes, I know. Anyway. So I'm even doing that more. It's plastic. You just, you don't even have to know. You don't even have to have your credit card with you anymore. Your computer can save your credit card number and bing, bang, boom. It's really dangerous. So how do we stay connected with our money so that we are not letting, that we are just aware? This whole point is that we remain aware of what's happening in our finances. And so many of us are not. I mean, you guys could go out there, like take a survey and let us know. Go call 10 friends and find out if they know how much money they make and how much comes in every month and how much their expenses are, Mm -hmm. like down to the dollar. See if anybody knows that. There's so many of us that don't know it because it is so easy. We're just Mm -hmm. not connected. And one of the keys, if you want to be good with your finances, like last week we talked about what are the, the, what's the first healthy habit to have to get your Mm -hmm. finances in order? This is one of them is connection right connection to what's happening now, I w- so, so and, and again i, I want to speak to some of that grander theme around that um you know part of the if I, if we go back 150 years it, it really was fairly simple because you either had the money or you didn't Right. right. So you could be tempted. The temptation could still be there. You, you could you could live in the environment where you're like, whoa, there's some some cool stuff. And, and OK, great. But if you didn't have the cash, then you didn't buy the stuff because you weren't extended any kind of credit. You you know, the store owner, when you got to the, the point of sale, the checkout, so to speak, he said, well, it's this much. And you said, well, I have this much. Maybe there was a barter that went on. Right. I don't know how that worked. You got some but in eggs the, or a chicken. Yeah, in the end, you know, the guy said, well, if you don't have the money, you don't get it. And that was it. Now, in our current environment, we walk up to the cash and and the cashier doesn't know whether we have the money yet or not. Sometimes we don't know if we have the money or not, but we still have the ability to buy that thing. We might have an overdraft on our on our checking account. We might have a credit card where we're like, I don't know if I have the cash, but I know somebody's extended me credit already. That's what a credit card is. And so you've been extended the credit already. So you can buy that thing standing at the point of sale and there's nothing to stop you from doing that. Mm-hmm. Right. These, this is the new tool that we have available to us that they didn't have 150 years ago. Right. And cash is that tool that would actually, same tool, but the tool showed us where the end of our spending was. I had $100 in my pocket. 
the tool, the cash, the $20 bills, they tell me that I get to stop at a hundred. So on a credit card, of course, that would be like your $20,000 limit or your 5,000 or your $1,000 limit. And we just go to the limit. And human nature is right. right. So we get there and if we get to the checkout and we tap the card and it says declined, then, then there it is. Then the tool has now told us the problem is, and that's what, what we know is, is that we're already in trouble when we hit that decline because we've been extended a certain amount of credit and now no and, more. and we've maxed that out. So we still have to pay that back and we're trying to buy more stuff. Right. Right. Or we're, or groceries or, grocery, or, or whatever it is. Like whatever, we're not whatever. going to make a judgment on no, it's no, a no, good no. purchase or a bad purchase. Right. Just the fact that, that we are, we've been extended that credit right up to there. And then that ends. Well, by the time that ends, we've kind of moved the goalposts farther down the field. So we're already in trouble. And now somebody's put the stop on us where we probably should have stopped. Well, 150 years back. ago, we would have never even been would've there. We would have never got there, right? Yeah. I So so some cool things. Okay. So there's not just... So we've got, we've got cash. We've got debit. We've got... Um, uh, like our credit cards. Credit. Then we got mobile pay. Right. I'm not in the generation where I appreciate mobile pay, but I'm sure there are people of you out there listening that use mobile That's pay. Yeah. They actually, there's one in this article I mentioned that will be in the show notes. I They are talking about that when in the future we could literally pay at, for every item we take off the shelf in the grocery store, we could pay it as we grab it. And well, we would never... So we no would check just outs. no checkouts. Well, that would be interesting. Yeah. So I don't know how that would work. That was just one of the things they mentioned in the article. So Pretty interesting. Self scan um, and away you go. Yeah. yeah. But so another uh, interesting thing. So I'm going to read some stats because I thought it was interesting. So in they, this survey that I'm reading from was done within the first five weeks after um, the pandemic lockdown in um, in Canada. So this is Canadian stats. We dropped. Using cash by 75%. We dropped using card or mobile tap payment by 62%. Um, e-commerce platforms went up 53%. Uh, we used 38% more delivery food services, so ordering groceries. I know our son-in-law and daughter um, order groceries, but they actually, interesting... Now, I don't know what happened after the first five weeks mm-hmm. of this stat, but they stopped because they couldn't be guaranteed when they'd get their groceries, mm-hmm. right? Because there's yeah, like so Like they were many- going somewhere anyways. No, but, no, you know. <laughs> but I mean, if you needed groceries on Monday right. and you're not, you don't know when you're going to get them and you're going to be without food for a few days, like the staples, and they buy what they need. They don't stockpile like I do, so... Right. If they need groceries, they need groceries yeah, yeah, today. Yeah. So I don't know what happened to that one. So Interact e-transfers went up by to 26%. PayPal went up 31%. Credit card usage went up 29%. Uh, uh, yeah. So um, actually, I've read, I've read some of these wrong. But if you have, have that, the issue is that all of the credit, plastic, all that went up. Um, and we spent actually 75% less in the first five weeks. And we were pre 75% we were spending less. Wow. That's a big drop in our, now maybe we caught up, maybe some of those things we were able to catch up as it got prolonged. Mm-hmm. But I just found these stats interesting because it literally says we use cash less and we use credit and, um, 
an easy service that we could get drop off. Of course we could because of COVID and we're at home and we're not supposed to go anywhere. I get that. That's all very interesting. But now what happens? Are we going to go to a cashless society? In this article, they suggested that it's going to be driven by our culture and by people. And overall, they that one guy uh, in, in Sweden who is involved in the financial industry said, you know what, right now, I don't think we're going cashless soon, um, but all of these things are going to exist side by side. Right. So any of the options they're coming up with, you know, whether it's cash or check or debit or mobile pay or e-transfers, any of that, or PayPal, any of these things, they're all existing side by side. Right. And um, one of the concerns that they do mention, and we've seen this actually out in our community, is what do you do when you're homeless or you don't have a bank account? I mean, cash is what a lot of folks are, use because for various reasons, for all kinds of reasons, they don't have a bank account. They don't have a debit card or access to credit. And if a place, if a, if a grocery store says, no, we don't take cash right now because of COVID, what, what do they do? Mm-hmm. And it, it is, a, it is a bit of a concern for folks. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, these are the, obviously there's always transitional times in this kind of thing. I want to kind of go back to the idea that recognizing that all of these different methods of payment, you know, again, it's tools to allow right. us. It's, it's that exchange. So again, just, just highlighting a little bit that it's not a right or a wrong thing mm-hmm. here, but it is a change in 150 years ago. We didn't have all these options. There right. was one. Maybe, maybe we exchanged chickens or maybe we had gold <laughs> little, uh, you know, gold nuggets that you could exchange. But the reality was, this was, um, somewhere along the line, the, the exchange of time for money translated into paper money or, or into mm-hmm. coin or into whatever it is. And we've been living that way. And now we have this, this new technology and I'm sure, you know, again, I don't know how many years ago before money came into actual like paper currency came in and the exchange was chickens and, and, and fruit and vegetables or, you know, whatever, it, whatever the exchange was. And then people thought, well, I can't carry all this to, you know, across the country or when I travel as I'm moving. So we have to come up with a different tool as a method of exchange. And that's really what we're going through now as a, as a, as a world saying with the, you know, the advent of this technology where we can exchange money and it's just a number on a screen. It's just ones and zeros. How do we as people, you know, the end user, navigate that so that we're still connected to how much is coming in and how much is going out you know if i'm a if 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 i want to exchange my my chickens or my sheep well i go out and i count them and i say okay well i'll take five out of the and i'll exchange those and i'll keep my 20 and and that's how i manage my flock okay well how do we do that when everything is is ones and zeros inside of a bank account where it's not really real mm-hmm. right where it's not really real and this is what we're talking about how do we manage that cashless society and still stay in control when we also have the ability to spend way more than we actually have 
because you mirror that credit in with it. And now we've got, you know, it would be great. And this is, I think, some of the, the, the questions that we personally need to ask as the end user. What is it for me? How do I manage this? Because tool? some people are completely overwhelmed that we've gone to all these other ways. Like the, yeah. and maybe I'm stereotyping, but maybe it's the older generation that liked cash and you know, all of that. And now finding themselves in a world where you have to do it so differently in online banking and, and, and they just, and you know what, it's okay that you're overwhelmed. Maybe some of you are like so thrilled and like get really excited and happy that there's all these different ways to pay because that's how you're wired. We're all wired in a different way. And like you said, we have to figure out how do we, how do you, how do you as an individual, you as a couple, you as a family stay connected so that you're, you are aware and, and here's my kind of here's the advice that I would give. Right. Uh, you know, I always like homework and, and, and that. But I, I just want to encourage people just pick one tool, pick the tool that works for you. There are there are those people that put everything on their credit card, but all of their transactions. And so it's easy to manage. I've got I can watch it. I know. OK, if that works for you. But there and they pay it off. Of course they pay it right. off, right? So they're so, saying all of my all of my spending comes in. So my and and we see this all the time. My I get paid into my bank account and then I right away every time I get paid, I look over at my visa bill and I pay it off. And then I run up my visa bill again and I pay it off. And they're they're paying their visa bill off either every week or every two weeks. They don't that's how they manage their that's how they manage. They use the tool of the credit card as a simple, convenient way for them to control. And, uh, you know, but, but we're not here advocating the credit card either, because a lot of people can't. There it's are like, disadvantages. There are sure. certainly I I'm just. And, and let me I mean, I want to preface that. So you don't need a $50,000 limit on your credit card. <laughs> I mean, when you need, you look at your expenses and you say, okay, well, if, if our monthly expenses are $3,500 a month, I've got a $5,000 limit on that credit card. Well, you've created that barrier. So you bump up against 5000 and you're like, ooh, shucks. Well, well we've got to do, do that, do right? You, do you then drop it to 3500 If you know your expenses you are and you're putting them all on your credit card, you drop it to exactly what your that's expenses are. That's when you are. talk to your coach about that yeah. and you figure that out, right? <laughs> but that's one tool. And, and if that tool works for you, then... Okay, it works for you. There are, as we were discussing, there are things that you have to navigate, right? Because again, do you pre-charge your card? Do you say, you know what, we're well, going to put mean, all you, the money on yeah, every time first. And then when would, I get to zero, I know I'm in trouble. Uh, okay. Well, you, you would say that. You would say I, put the $3,500 on that credit card and then use it because that's how you're doing it. I mean, that's one way. I mean, I mean, you can tell Dave and I've had these discussions mm -hmm. before and we've argued a little bit even about what the best option is. But I'm thinking, you know, if you if you have a, a, a bank like let's say uh, there's one bank out there that we use and and it acts like an envelope system. So if you can't physically have your envelopes full of cash right now, but you have a bank that will allow you numerous envelope kind of accounts yeah. Then, then you're going and you're using your debit card. If they don't, don't use the credit card. Use your debit card, and you're going to take money 
out of those envelopes, so to speak. Um, and, you know, and there's the other there's tool, another, right? There's another way to do it. I'm just thinking of the practical thing. That's probably what I would work better with. If you have a grocery envelope mm-hmm. in your bank account. Or a grocery bank account. A, a grocery bank account. And then you're just withdrawing from that. I mean, I mean, I that get does get complicated. It does take intention. And you have to organize that for mm-hmm. sure. But then you're getting really connected uh, with your cash. I mean, there are places that are still taking cash. There, there are, there are. And, and again, the point of our conversation today is to say there are these multiple modes of of, of payment that are running side by side. Right. And, and you have if to. If cash yes. works for you then keep using what works for you. And we know that cash works for all kinds of reasons. And that's why we're such big advocates of there are certain things in our spending plan that we want to make sure we're using cash for because, and, and there's all kinds of reasons for that we won't get into today. And then there are times like, for example, vacation. You know, I don't really want to manage money on vacation. I don't want to really think about it. But when I go on vacation, I've saved up a certain amount on vacation i can pre-charge my my debit card or my visa card again you can use the the, the debit visa and that money's already sitting there waiting right. to spend yes and you're not going into debt you're not going into credit for it you've already got the money there and that's what you're talking about with these accounts where you're saying okay i pre-charge my grocery account and i use the debit card as my form of payment but there is a stop there. There is a, a something that allows me to see, oh, when am I coming up to the limit that I'm going to spend on groceries this week? I need to know that number, not the opposite. Well, I've overspent now. I have to figure out how I'm going to navigate my overspending. Yes. Right? So in cashless society has the propensity to to always feel like we're behind the eight ball it 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 helps in a sense just by nature well i just I, I actually think even in this conversation i'm like this is just like a little overwhelming you know and i kind of compare it to you know my friends who every friend has a way to communicate some like to be called some like a text some like facebook messenger some yeah. like an email but only to this account not to the work account and then you're juggling and this happens even with the clients right. at work yeah. oh text me well i like do it it's overwhelming and then you've got like 15 ways you can pay for your bill like and, and again, and, I'm and it, I'm 100% there with you with the communication. Let's just all pick one way and, and then we'll all but, be able to communicate that, well. But that is not the world that we world. live in. And we're wired also different. And for all of those reasons, like Serena is going to be our nine year old will be a wired a certain way. Maybe. I mean, we still use cash with her. So she understands what cash is and what, what value it holds. So but I guess we want to end with. There's a tool out there for you and you have to figure it out, but it takes a little bit of intention to be aware of your financial story and money is not, don't blame money for causing you the problems. Money is the tool that we use in our society to live, to breathe, to eat all of those things. It's let's just call a spade a spade and say, you've got to own how you're using your money and we just want to encourage you to figure out a way that relates to how what works for you and your finances okay and one last piece of advice before you pray is we know that the latest greatest next mode of payment is just on the horizon that there's going to be another cool way to pay for stuff and i'm just going to encourage you pick the one that works for you 
And don't keep changing because your wife will, it will drive your wife crazy. Yeah, it I, does. I'm speaking from, from experience. experience. <laughs> you know, uh, it's like, oh, how are we paying for that? Oh, These 14 ways that you've been trying out to use payday. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it does that. It adds a level of confusion. It adds a level of, of extra management. Find something that you're comfortable with, that you understand, and that, that is convenient for how you manage your family and your, your financial life. And just stick with that one. And really invest in that one method of payment so that when all these other cool little things, you can say, ah, no, I don't do that. I just, I like my little way to do it. I mean, in money, that's a really great response. Rev, are you going to pray? Lord, I just, I I can feel, I feel frustrated even by all these options today. And I'm sure some folks are feeling that way out there. Lord, in this time, help us remember that you are still holding it all together that um, you have our society, you have our finances in your hand. And Lord, we can even ask you for help to figure out how to navigate this. Lord, um, I pray that you would help us as listeners do that and help David and I uh, even do that in our own family. I just thank you for teaching us and for these conversations we can have uh, together. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, the conversation continues next week. So if you want to listen to previous podcasts, morethanenough.ca, and please join us as we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.